Welcome to the Freedom Sessions, a podcast with just one aim, to get people thinking and questioning. How? Well, hopefully we'll put out some points of view that will stimulate discussion and debate. Anything to help us break free of dumb in all of its forms and many manifestations. This is episode three, Conspiracy Theories, or You Tell Me Your Truth and I'll Tell You Mine. So conspiracy theories, we hear the term used all of the time nowadays, but what is actually meant by a conspiracy theory? Breaking it down, a conspiracy is usually a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. And a theory can be described as a group of linked ideas intended to explain something. So, a conspiracy theorist is someone who looks for patterns, connections and linked ideas to uncover examples where allegedly shadowy groups are planning to or are already executing secret plans to do something harmful to the masses. And for ease, we could probably add cover-ups to this general explanation as well. Conspiracy theories in one form or another have been around for centuries. But what are the conditions needed to create a conspiracy theory? Well, firstly, there needs to be an unexplained mystery, something not known or fully understood, but that has the impact and the potential to really affect people. Secondly, there needs to be motivation and need. Some of our biggest motivations come from not knowing. Humans don't like uncertainty. It is in our nature to look for causes and patterns to things. We all want to make sense of the things around us and events that occur, because this helps make our lives tidy, more knowable and therefore less uncertain. Thirdly, there needs to be a like-minded group or cult. It is usual for people to want to mix with people like themselves. And with our gathering group dynamic all devoted to find the answer to the great mystery, beliefs can take hold within that group, quickly feeding the need for social acceptance within a group of people's peers. And this stops us feeling isolated. And by joining with people who are just like us, this feeds our confirmation bias, which in turn merely reinforces our worldview that there is a conspiracy out there. And an understanding begins to form within the group, And the first part of that is, those outside of the group just don't get it. However, we still need one more thing to create the perfect conditions for a conspiracy theory to take root and grow. It is also in our nature to look for someone or something to blame. So the fourth element is usually the identification of another group. And these are often powerful people who are part of and must be covering up what is behind the great mystery. So now all the conditions have been met, the time is right, and this conspiracy theory needs to be spread to the masses to save us all from ourselves and the evils out there. Note, a conspiracy theory is distinct from the mere spreading of malicious rumours 
or even harmful lies and untruths because those are usually created by someone looking to make themselves look better, to divert attention from themselves or even advance their own position. So, conspiracy theory or stories well told. The insurance industry is based upon measuring the risk and probability of adverse effects occurring to people and possessions, thereby allowing people to pay a regular premium to cover themselves in the event of any of these particular adverse effects occurring. Grudge purchase may be, but insurance has a place in the market not just because of people's rational need to insure themselves and their properties, but through providing people with some peace of mind, some certainty in an uncertain world. However, even in an industry that surrounds itself in analysis and risk assessment to set an insurance premium for virtually anything we choose, there lies arguably one of the oldest grand conspiracies known in the Western world. The Act of God Clause. Yep, adverse weather creating flooding, hurricanes or other devastation is described by many insurance companies as an act of God, as can an earthquake, a volcanic eruption or even being struck by lightning. Act of God. This is a strange term for a get-out-of-jail clause for an insurance company which is allowing them to abdicate their responsibility and to give them a reason not to pay out when certain unexpected events occur causing damage to life and or property. So what has any of this got to do with conspiracy theories? Well, the insurance industry, who are in business of helping their customers achieve some peace of mind at a price, could hardly have had a shit happens clause, could they? That would be really untidy and would provide a massive amount of emotional uncertainty in people's minds. So instead, enter stage left, the Act of God Clause, clearly implying that events that cannot otherwise be explained or anticipated are still part of an established order of things and presumably the omnipresent God mentioned in the clause could be interpreted as whomever's God you wish it to be. And this is one of those ways that allows people to feel that it's a little bit tidier. So of course, as we get better at forecasting the weather, as we understand more about what the effects of climate change are going to be, we will have more clarity over what will constitute an act of God and what will merely move into a new category of prohibitively expensive events to insure against, or that will become totally uninsurable over time. Anyway, I digress. We all know that the insurance industry's act of God clause is no more a grand conspiracy than whether Father Christmas is real or not. And this episode is not going to walk where angels fear to tread and begin a debate about religion, even though some may say that religions are the ultimate grand conspiracy. No, conspiracy theories usually begin with some odd or outrageous claim that is the headline act, but quickly morph into a multi-level and increasingly complex set of mini-conspiracies generated to paper over the cracks in the main theory. As I mentioned before, the real issue is that many conspiracy theories take hold when different conspiracies are promoted by different groups and each of these theories desperately needs some red thread to hold them together, no matter how tenuous the links are. So take, for example, the New World Order and how supposedly evil world leaders 
and corporate founders are plotting to take us all over to create a new post-industrial one-world government. Now, if this wasn't crazy enough, then the idea that Bill Gates, Hillary Clinton and many other of our world leaders, including our own Jacinda Ardern, are part of it, and it just seems all the more outlandish. But it doesn't stop there, because, so it seems, the growing number of famous celebs who are also allegedly involved at some level, many of whom are apparently participating in this global paedophile ring organised by this new world order, to provide enough young children for the wealthy to have blood transfusions from and thereby guarantee themselves some kind of extended life, all of this should have every right-minded person running to demand psychiatric help for those who believe and spread this malignant view of the world. 2020 has been a year of massive uncertainty like no other in many of our lives, And this has brought even more fantastic existing and new theories together in an attempt to create a grand conspiracy to top them all. Apparently, aircraft chemtrails, which were originally known as contrails, are proof that COVID-19 has been dropped on us by unnamed agents, so that we all have to go and get vaccinated by these new vaccines being developed around the world. Hmm. Why? Well, so that nanotransmitters invented by Bill Gates can be released into the vaccines so when they're pumped into our bodies, the authorities can track us down night and day, wherever we may be. Hmm. It's an interesting thought, but for those of us who use mobile devices every day, and we know that our every move is being tracked anyway, totally pointless. But mixed into this cocktail of conspiracy mayhem, we now have... Obviously, the lizard men aligned with the one world or the new world order and mole children. But that is a very different story. And of course, though, Trump is now playing a part in all of this. But in this almost parallel universe, Donald Trump is actually supposedly some misunderstood superhero battling these dark forces so that mankind can prevail. Yeah. It's our need to understand the ununderstandable, to make sense of things in periods of great uncertainty, and to fill the void of perceived poor leadership and lack of information that has led us to where we are now. There are numerous quotes that talk about why we look for order, where there is none, to remove uncertainty, but the one that sticks with me is by Bobby Casto, an author and behavioural scientist, and it is this. There is no greater fear than the fear of uncertainty because the unknown is something that cannot be looked in the face, challenged and overcome. Many conspiracy theories are started by or propagated and spread by groups of people aligned through some common beliefs, fears or the need to undermine those institutions that they perceive to be directly responsible for an issue of great uncertainty and deprivation, or alternatively, are supposedly in league with some mysterious dark forces. Conspiracy theories have been around forever and are further complicated when the shadowy groups that are formed to find whatever the truth is themselves become subjects of other, broader, deeper conspiracy theories. From the Illuminati originally formed three centuries ago in Bavaria and officially disbanded after about a decade, 
but since then revived internationally, especially among celebs and other wealthy individuals, right through to today's mysterious QAnon, this amorphous non-organisation who have spread the notion that Donald Trump has been deeply maligned because it is he who is battling the dark forces so that we can live on in peace and prosperity. This all might be quite amusing, if not for the fact that these wild theories are gaining credibility with more and more people every day. And these people are not reading these theories on hand-printed flyers handed to them from shady characters on street corners anymore. Instead, they're receiving this propaganda every day over their breakfast, lunch or dinner tables through their mainstream choices of media, the internet and Facebook. Three things have changed to make it so easy for lies, misinformation and conspiracy theories to form, spread and take hold. One, cynicism and an increasing lack of belief that anyone in charge of anything actually cares for anybody or anything other than themselves. The second one, mistrust. Mistrust of our local and international institutions, corporations, governments and global bodies' motives and actions. And thirdly, the internet and social media. Not merely because the online world allows everyone to have a voice, whether they have anything useful to say or not, but because of the way that our search algorithms feed us more and more tidbits of what we want to see or hear. You see, there's now more information, misinformation and lies to sustain our existing worldview and confirmation bias. And none of that began with evil intent. On the contrary, pioneers like Bezos wanted to make it easy for Amazon shoppers to find more of what they like. So, when you had visited the site a few times, you would begin to see helpful tips such as If you liked that, you will love this. Or Other people who like this also loved that. Before long, Google and then Facebook started gaming our search results, not only with the topics and subjects that we were searching for, but adding a contextual slant, so we only saw those news items, articles or sites that seemed to agree with our own world view on a particular subject. So, if I was a right-leaning Trump supporter, I would only see results from articles telling me what a great man he is and what a terrific job he's doing. While I agree that we cannot blame the internet or social media platforms for all the societal ills in the world, we can most certainly blame them for destroying online serendipity and for shutting off our access to other competing views to that, those of our own. And we can also blame them for making trolling behaviour acceptable and slowly crushing our motivation and ability to question or debate any fact with certainty. As for those of us who have family or friends who are ensnared in believing some of these outlandish conspiracy theories, it's not as easy as just telling them they're wrong or expecting them to listen or reason, or even showing them hard facts that disprove what they now believe. Why? Well, there's a few reasons. Firstly, the retort, well, why are your facts any more real than mine? Good question. But this can escalate to a position none of us want to see where our family member or friend, when confronted with more hard facts and evidence, simply respond, well, of course you'd say that. You're just one of them now.
In a post-truth world where facts are no longer absolutes, we could disappear down the rabbit hole. Because in a world where we can all be simultaneously wrong and right, where the media is supposedly all fake news and there are grand conspiracies around every corner, we can feel almost helpless as our family members or friends get sucked into this vortex. However, we all have one tool in our toolbox, empathy. And by trying to see the world through the eyes of others, we can understand that context changes everything. And if we're lucky, we can perhaps see how that can shape their truth. If we are to understand where others are coming from, we could do well to heed the words of Anuan Bevan, a famous Welsh politician. He was famously quoted as saying, You tell me your truth and I'll tell you mine. What he meant was he was willing to hear alternative viewpoints as long as he could also state his calmly and firmly. So thanks for listening to this, episode three of the Free Dumb Sessions, and some top-line thoughts on conspiracy theories. In the next episode, I'll be looking to speak with my friend Carl Davidson, social scientist and founder of Research First, about why in these times it has never been more important to develop your critical thinking skills. And he will also provide us with some tools to help us make up our own minds on key issues, especially as there is so much biased misinformation and outright lies out there today. And many of us turn to Google to do our research on a subject and use Facebook as our primary news sources. I hope that wherever you are and whether locked down or enjoying relative freedoms, you have had a good holiday and are ready to face 2021 with resolve, strength and determination, but most of all, empathy. Thank you for listening to The Freedom Sessions. Our mission is simple, to provoke debate, awaken critical thinking, and to help people break free of dumb in all of its many forms. I'm Lee Parkinson, and until next time, keep safe, healthy, happy and well.